Hello there, this is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The podcast where Doctor Who is watched by me and you are told about it also by me. And it is listened to by me. (laughs) And also by all of you listeners. And the passive voice is used by us. And the wonder of how long we can drag this bit out is had by me. (laughs) Okay. I think that might be about it. So, uh, yeah, I recently got back from a family trip to Oregon. Well, for some of us, it's a family trip. For some of us, we live there. But I don't live in Oregon, so I visited my family in Oregon. And that was okay. That was good. Um, Good to see everyone again. It's the first time in quite a long time, quite a few years since we've all been in the same place in the same time in actual 3D meat space. Um, And uh, for the most part, everyone, I think, got along. The part of Oregon that we went to is beautiful, uh, where my folks live. And uh, yeah. And then at one point, we we also visited Portland because we were... Uh, one of my siblings and I were both flying out of Portland. Um, and uh, so the day before we arrived a little early so we could visit the Oregon Zoo, which was a magical experience. <laughs> nice. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Highly recommend the Oregon Zoo. I mean, zoos in general tend to be great. Um, I know some people are like, oh, there's just animals in cages. I don't want to look at animals in cages. But, um, you know, zoos do so much good work in terms of like, study, research, advocacy, conservation, breeding, mm-hmm. um, things like that. It's in my, in my opinion, it's so, so important to support zoos and, uh, you get to go see some cute animals. Yeah, for sure. In most modern major zoos are very well taken care of by experts yeah. who know how to provide enriching and happy lives for them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. support your local zoo. If it's a good zoo, which I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of them are these days, then yeah, the enclosures are a lot better than just animals in cages. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, in, in Oregon Zoo, for instance, a lot of them have huge spaces to, to roam and the keepers will give them new things to check out and play with and eat and explore to keep their minds active. Um, so Pretty great, pretty great stuff. And the animals are super cute and the keepers are super nice and really good at their jobs and really good at teaching people about animals and they're doing important, like, uh, important work. So what was the cutest animal that you saw? I love the beavers. I love (laughs) Maple and Filbert, the beavers. Oh, nice. Maple Um, and Filbert. They are adorable. Um, I also saw Moshu, the red panda. Who nice. was incredibly cute, but it was a 100 degree day um, up there in Portland, and so the only time I saw the, the red panda, it was just sort of like zonked out on <laughs> one of its ledges. I, st- I stopped by later, and it wasn't there anymore, but I couldn't spot where it was, so maybe it was off doing something else. Um, one of the downsides to having such large enclosures with lots of things for them to do is sometimes it can make it a little hard to see them. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's a good thing because maybe then that means that they have a little privacy yeah. and they can then get away from people for a bit. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But they've got tons of great animals there and I love them all. Nice. And I bet you, Kyle, what have you been up to? 
Uh, you know, I've been playing a lot of this video game called Hard Space Shipbreaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember you telling me that you got that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The basic idea is that you are a shipbreaker, which is a person whose job it is to like disassemble and salvage spaceships. Yeah, so it's like a space junkyard type of thing is my understanding. Basically, yeah. So, you know, you have to like learn how to safely salvage like different types of reactors and figure out like, you know, the best way to take the ship apart, try not to like accidentally blow up the fuel tank and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Sure, yeah, that's that seems like a good idea. Yeah, and then like the story I won't, you know, I won't give away too much about the story, but it's basically all about like labor issues and union stuff. So that's fun too. Yeah, if I remember right, I was reading about it and you start the game with some sort of like million credit debt that basically has you um, having sold your soul to this company or the company having like purchased your life or something. Yeah, it's, it's well, pretty it's, bleak. But it's, it's like actually, intentionally like. It's actually oh, a, a billion dollar or a billion credit debt. It's like a billion and <laughs> yeah. a quarter. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've I've been enjoying it and I've only died a few times. I think maybe two or three times. Well, I'm sure the company charged you well for uh, <laughs> cloning you and resurrecting you. Uh-huh. Yeah, extra 150,000 credits I think is the cloning fee. Uh, shaking my head. That's company property. You're destroying their Kyle every time you die. <laughs> it's true. And this is in the spirit of the game. It's all very much like kind of tongue-in-cheek dystopic uh -huh. um, in terms of, yeah, the, the company structure and things like that. So, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I, cool. I would definitely recommend checking it out if that sounds like something you might be interested in. Yeah, I'm not sure how well my computer could run it, but I, uh, I've been kind of meaning to... Check it out. I'm curious about it. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and then I had one more thing I had on my list of things to talk about here. I guess my list of two things to talk about. One is Morgan, <laughs> and the other being our recent reviews, or maybe not so recent, but reviews that we just found. Because um, we frequently check our, well, occasionally, more or less, <laughs> sometimes check our reviews on apple podcasts uh -huh. but we don't as often or really at all keep an eye on some other sites or other services so um we recently came across two reviews on this site called podcastaddict.com so we wanted to thank tl big nerd and Miss T. Hayes for their five-star reviews of The Doctor's Watcher. Yeah. And shout out to TL Big Nerd for saying that they enjoy uh, the random tidbits of D&D &D evaluation of character <laughs> abilities. Because <laughs> we got you covered there, bud. Uh -huh. Plenty of that. <laughs> yeah, so thanks TL Big Nerd and thanks Miss T. Hayes. Thank you. And uh, if you were hoping to get some reviews in without getting, like, uh, kind of put on the spot here on our show, too bad. <laughs> we're just uh, that grateful for the reviews. It's true. And please keep leaving us more reviews, folks. We, we love them. 
We love to see them, even if you hide them on obscure websites that we've never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the most helpful thing is to to put them on Apple Podcasts. But honestly, both of these reviews were so complimentary and so lovely that I don't even mind that they were on podcastaddict.com. Yeah. I wonder how many other reviews we have out there. Probably a million that we don't know about, but are all five stars. Unlikely. I think probably not. (laughs) Well, shall we get down to business? Yes. uh, Enough sitting on our laurels and uh, looking at past reviews or reviewers or, you know, people saying that we did a good job in the past and onward to another five-star worthy, we hope, episode. (laughs) Indeed. This is the 20th episode of season three, The Abandoned Planet. The Abandoned Planet. And it is the 11th episode of the Daleks Master Plan serial. The 11th episode of the serial that will not end. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But if our math is correct, uh, this may be the penultimate episode of the serial, finally. Yeah, it may be. We'll see. (laughs) I never thought I'd say that about a Dalek serial. I (laughs) quite enjoy Daleks. But uh, as as we've discussed, this one's had maybe more than its share of filler. Yeah. But then maybe now that we're we're maybe hopefully wrapping up, um, plot may get back on track. We'll see. (laughs) And just a quick reminder that this is... Written by Dennis Spooner from an idea by Terry Nation. Yes. All right, Kyle. Um, As always, I am curious if you could tell me and our listeners, how did you watch it? So this episode was another reconstruction in the loose canon production. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I don't have much more to add. All right. Thanks, Loose Cannon. <laughs> Thanks, Loose Cannon. Thanks, as always. Do you recall from last time we recorded what the Cliftangler was? Kyle, not only do I recall the Cliftangler from the last time we recorded, I recall it because I actually watched the episode. Oh, nice. So I remember, uh, well, first of all, this was a non-lost episode, so it's something I can watch. And uh, as we were doing it, I was like, this is this is kind of interesting. I kind of want to see it. And so I watched it. And yeah, it's a pretty fun one. And it ends with the doctor who has stolen the directional unit, I believe it was called, from the monk's TARDIS trying to install it into his TARDIS so that he can go recover the, um, oh shoot, don't tell me, I always forget what this thing is called, <laughs> the, the, uh, Terracite? T- no, no, Ter, Ter, you're just about there. I always want to say Terrarium, and I think it's close to that. No, yeah, that's like one exactly. letter off about. I know, I know, I can't remember exactly what it is anymore. <laughs> All right, what is it? Terranium. Terranium, gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they're, they're installing, or the doctor is installing this directional unit, 
And uh, he says either it will work and they'll be able to go to recover the terranium or they will explode. <laughs> and as we, as we last saw our heroes, the TARDIS was making some somewhat uh, concerning noises uh-huh. after the doctor had installed this and turned, turned it on. So will they explode? I believe we'll find out. There was some smoke and camera operator shaking the camera. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and we actually don't immediately resolve the cliffhanger. I was just about to joke that it seems like we will resolve it <laughs> because we're pretty sure our heroes don't explode. So uh-huh. uh okay, interesting. But, well, yeah. uh maybe maybe we start with the Daleks? Yeah, we start in the Dalek control center. Cool. The Dalek time machine materializes in the control center and Mavic Chen steps out and he tells the Daleks that he did it. With guile and cunning, I have been able to repossess the Terranium. Good job, Mavic Chen. And uh, no false modesty on this one. (laughs) Uh I... There's always that little part of me that's like, okay, this is an actor in yellow face. And the fact that he is like announcing that he used guile and cunning (laughs) is not my favorite thing about this episode (laughs) (laughs) or this serial, really, Um, because that really plays into stereotypes about Asian people. But all right. Yeah. Problematic. Let's keep going. The black Dalek is like, yeah, but is it fucking real this time? Oh, sick burn. (laughs) Chen's like, yeah, dude, I already fucking checked it. Yeah, I I, I scratched it and the, uh, you know, hobby store art paint didn't come off of the Uh uh, paper mache this time. (laughs) The Daleks send Mavic Chen off to address the remaining members of the Galactic Council. Cool. You know, everyone on the Dalek Master Plan Club who hasn't been killed yet. (laughs) Yeah. And after he leaves, one of the Daleks asks the Black Dalek if they can kill him yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I like these Daleks. Uh (laughs) They're very straightforward. (laughs) The Black Dalek's not ready to yet, though. Nice. Then we cut back to the TARDIS to go ahead and resolve the cliffhanger, And they all explode. <laughs> yep, end of well, series. Thanks for tuning in to The Doctor's Watcher. Uh, our new podcast will be called <laughs> The Delic Watcher. <laughs> so the resolution is that it turns out that the directional unit from the monk's TARDIS had different energy requirements than the doctor's TARDIS could provide. So it actually burned itself out as a safety measure to prevent the TARDIS control panel from getting burned out. Well, I gotta admit, that's probably the least interesting uh, outcome for this particular experiment. Uh-huh. So the doctor, Stephen, and Sarah Kingdom... I'll figure that their only chance now at getting to Kemble and stopping the Daleks is that they need to find either the Monk's TARDIS or the Dalek time machine. Of course, we know the Dalek time machine's not there anymore, but they don't know that. 
Yeah, and the, the monks TARDIS ended up on some sort of frozen planet. Right, yeah, it's not there anymore either. Well, good luck, fellas. They turn the scanner on to see if there are any ancient Egyptians around before they head out of the TARDIS and start looking for either of these. But they discover when they turn the scanner on that they're not in ancient Egypt. It actually looks like they're on Kemble. <laughs> well, that worked. <laughs> yep. So I guess the thing like burned itself out after they dematerialized. You know, I, I had a strong suspicion our heroes wouldn't get to keep the directional unit. <laughs> uh, it just it didn't seem to mesh with the uh, the premise of the show. All righty. The DM's like, nope, that was a single-use item. Yes. Either that or maybe they just it's one of those things where you have to roll every time you use it, and if you roll a one, then it breaks or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the doctor steps out to take his bearings. Sarah starts complaining about the doctor and his know-it-all attitude when, like, he was just as much in the dark as she and Stephen were. And Stephen's just like, Now he has the gold! Very good, you're getting to know him quite well. Yep. <laughs> uh, we were all thinking it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Over at the Dalek Master Plan Club conference room, the various council members who are still around are discussing Mavic Chen and how they should probably kick him out of the club as soon as he gets back. And the Daleks are like, oh, we'll kick him out of the club. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll kick him out permanently. <laughs> then the Black Dalek arrives with Mavic Chen and basically announces that Mavic Chen's going to address the club. He tells them that the Dalek forces are just about ready to set out to conquer the universe. They're basically just doing, like, their final checks and shit before they give out the orders. Cool. And the other council members all wonder why Chen has this information and they didn't, because everybody is supposed to be equal in the Dalek Master Plan Club. The Dalek's like, well, because we're going to kill you, too. <laughs> oh, did we say two? Uh-huh. Um, Chen's just like, Oh, we are all equal partners with the Daleks on this great conquest some of us uh, are more equal than others that's <laughs> seriously what he says wow uh-huh yeah i uh I, I mean to be fair i think that we can safely say um that the daleks don't like any of them more than the others <laughs> or probably intend to kill them less than any of the others uh-huh And isn't that true equality? Uh, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) We should all strive for the Dalek ideal. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) But he basically thinks that he is more equal than the others because the M of Terranium that he contributed to this project is way more important than all of their contributions combined. Yeah, yeah. Which you can tell, because we've never heard of any of their contributions before. Uh-huh. I mean, they just kind of showed up and, I guess, uh, joined in some of the cheers, <laughs> attended some panels. <laughs> they basically all start shouting for him to be arrested, and he just laughs and says that they have no power. Oh, so evil. 
there's some sort of scuffle, you know, hard to tell always what happens in the reconstructions. Yeah. But during the scuffle, one of the club members gets killed by some sort of ray gun. Such a shame. This is a missing episode. Yeah. Always here for seeing aliens getting killed by ray guns. Chen says that he and the Dalek Supreme, which is like another name for the Black Dalek, they spoke earlier and he's totally in charge of the club now and everybody has to do what he says. Is the uh, Black Dalek there when he says that? Um, I'm not sure, actually, if he was or not. But, um, yeah, I'm just curious if the Dalek is like... I did not actually say that. <laughs> uh huh. Perhaps you are extrapolating. <laughs> Let's talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> This podcast is amazing. 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 The emissaries from the seven planets will arrive as arranged, and we will tell them all about this podcast. Tell your your friends. Write a review and leave it with a five star rating. We We obey. We obey. We cut to. The good ship Stara Kingler. Yes. It is sailing through the jungle, and Stephen is using the impulse compass that the doctor gave him several episodes ago to navigate. Impulse compass. Love it. He warns Sarah to be careful of the Varga plants, but then the two of them realize that there actually aren't any Varga plants around. Darn, but also good for our heroes. <laughs> uh-huh. But we, we like the Varga plants. They're, they're suitably weird. Sarah starts to wonder if they're actually on Kemble, and before they get too far down this train of thought, they realize that they've lost the Doctor. <laughs> uh, the Doctor probably wandered off. Uh-huh. And it occurs to me that they might be on Kemble, but maybe not at the right time in Kemble's history. Oh, that's an interesting thought, yeah. Because we, we know that the Daleks brought the Varga plants with them. Right. Um, Could they be, like, before the Daleks arrived on Kemble or something? Yeah. Back in the conference room, Chen is basically still telling the other Dalek Master Plan Club members that he's, like, co-ruler with the Daleks. And... Salation asks, There remains one question. Where is your co-ruler, the Dalek Supreme? Okay, so I guess the Dalek wasn't, the, the Dalek Supreme wasn't in that previous scene. Yeah, well, I, I think this is actually the moment that Chen realizes that the Black Dalek's not there. <laughs> and he's like, mm, why are the doors all locked? That's actually smell a little strange in here. (laughs) Exactly what he realizes. (laughs) Oh my god! Uh huh. The exit door is barred. (laughs) He handles it pretty well, though. He tells the other master plan clubbers that clearly the Daleks can see that he's capable of running the club meeting on his own. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the conclusion that can be reached from this turn of events. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he starts going over the agenda for this meeting, which is supposed to be all about like the apportioning of the government after the conquest of the galaxy. That's fun. But this gets cut short when a few Daleks enter the room and announce that the meeting is over and everybody has to come with them. Huh. I, I, I thought they were just going to kill them all right then and there, but um, maybe we can hang on to Mavic Chen for one more episode until the serial finale. <laughs> uh-huh. Because, yeah, I know I said it before, but I'll be very surprised if Mavic Chen survives all this. I think killing them all right then and there is probably a bit too easy for the Daleks. They need to come up with a plan that's more complicated than that. Yes, that's true. Stara Kingler has made its way back to the TARDIS. They're looking for the Doctor now that they've realized they've lost him. But the TARDIS is closed and locked. Sarah says that they need to get to the Dalek city to stop the Dalek's master plan, but Stephen wants to keep searching the jungle for the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about what to do for a minute. He ends up agreeing to go to the city when Sarah points out that the doctor's probably already in the city. That's a good point. They make their way through the jungle. She asks him to show her how the impulse compass works but he doesn't think that this is like an appropriate time for a lesson bro like how complicated is this thing yeah seriously is there just like a needle that you follow (laughs) she basically says that like if something happened to him she'd have to find her way to the city herself so she needs to know how to use it yeah he's just like so cheerful, aren't you? Huh. Sarcasm, Stephen, really? Yeah, not the time, dude. She kind of has a point. Yeah. We get a brief interlude with a couple of Daleks where we learn that the Master Plan Club members have all been detained and they're going to get destroyed along with the Dalek head Q when... Their plan gets put into motion. There we go. And also, it's time for the countdown to start. Oh, nothing a Dalek likes more than counting down, except perhaps exterminating people. I wonder if there's like a special Dalek that has, you know, some kind of like number ticker on the end of its its arm. (laughs) It's like Dalek Carl's best friend. Yes. That Dalek's in charge of countdowns. I love it. We cut back to Stara Kingler, which seems to be hitting some rough waters as they overlook the Dalek City spaceship parking lot, which is basically full of all of the ships of the Galactic Council. Sarah wants to head into the city, but Stephen wants to make a plan first. Uh, we, we frequently <laughs> compare this show to Dungeons and Dragons, and <laughs> this moment is no exception. <laughs> uh-huh. Sarah's just like, Oh, for heaven's sake, we'll go carefully. Look, Stephen, just because the doctor isn't here, don't think that you're the only one who can outwit the diamond. I am kind of with her on that. Yeah, and like, time is of the essence here, basically. Yeah. 
So countdown. They start heading toward the city. We cut to a few minutes later. They are now in the city, which of course consists of corridors and doorways. And yes, that's, corridors and corridor doors. Uh-huh. And that's pretty much all Dalek cities are is corridors and corridor doors and rooms. Well, what more do you need? So they're going up and down the corridors. They're going through the big round corridor doors. And the city seems very empty. They haven't seen any Daleks and they don't know why not. Mm -hmm. They make their way to the control room, which is also empty of Daleks. It does contain the Dalek time machine. So... Sarah has the idea that maybe they should use it to go warn Earth, but neither of them actually know how to control it. Huh. I'm a little surprised that it's just hanging out in there. Uh Uh-huh. I do think that somehow they're in the wrong time period or something like that, but that doesn't explain the time machine. Guess we'll find out. They come up with a plan to basically lock themselves in the Dalek time machine until the Daleks let the doctor come to it, and then he can control it. Okay, yeah, and that that might work out. That's one of those things where I think that the, the dungeon master is kind of like, well, I think you're making some assumptions here. Yeah, um, thinking internally, uh, it's probably going to be a pretty high difficulty check. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure I I fully understood the plan. I wondered if maybe they were just like looking for an excuse to lock themselves together in the Dalek time machine for a while. Oh, I see. Well, uh time can fly for more reasons than just time travel. <laughs> Before they head in, Sarah sees the loudspeaker control on the wall and starts operating it. This is Sarah Kingdom of Space Security. Send the doctor to the control room. (laughs) That's one way to get the doctor to arrive in the control room, I guess. Yeah. We cut to the cell that is holding all of the Dalek Master Plan Club members. And Salation is worried that this might be another trick of Mavic Chen's, but Chen insists that it's not, and he doesn't know why they're all here being held captive. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, the dude literally just got done telling everyone else about how he's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And kind of BFFs with the Daleks. And now he's like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> Which I just can't explain what we're doing here. They hear Sarah Kingdom's announcement and somehow they're able to respond because Salation says, Through the treachery of Chen, we have been imprisoned. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I guess he's trying to appeal to their better nature. Yeah, he sure, asks... why not? He asks them to release them all. Stephen thinks that maybe they should go help them and go release them. <laughs> Sarah thinks it might be a trick. Yeah. 
But Stephen points out that if there were any Daleks like still around, they would have arrived in the control room by now. And he also thinks that maybe the Doctor is also being held captive with the Master Plan Club. Okay, I mean, worth a shot. I, uh, let's see how this works out. The two of them find the conference room, but there aren't any Master Plan Club members there, so they keep searching. They do find the cell that they're all locked in pretty quickly and easily, but, of course, the Doctor is not locked in the cell with them. Uh, well, so much for my theory about uh, them being at a different point in time. Yeah, it was a good theory, though. Oh, thank you, Kyle. <laughs> You're very kind. Stephen apparently doesn't want to let them out now. Now he thinks that they're going to go rejoin the Daleks, but they explain that the Daleks betrayed them and locked them up and that they totally all hate the Daleks now, too. Yeah... Yeah, I'm not sure that makes them allies. Yeah. Steven tells them that the Daleks have already left Kemble, so the only hope anyone has if they don't want their home galaxies to get fucked is to go warn them, but the council members all want to organize forces to try to find and stop the Daleks. Cool. Steven does let them out of the cell, and... Mavic Chen tells Space Security Agent Kingdom that he'll see that she's justly rewarded. Oh man, I think she's got his just rewards right here. <laughs> and she pats her laser gun. Uh-huh. Stara Kingler has returned to their parking lot overlook viewpoint. They're watching the various council members depart on their various spaceships. And Chen is one of the last ones to leave, but as soon as his ship, the Spar, takes off, it explodes. Oh, well, dang. Rip to Mavic hey, yep. Chen. Sarah and Steven are both basically like, well, fuck, he can't go warn Earth if he's exploded. <laughs> Guess we'd better go find the doctor. Yeah. And they head into the jungle. And then we get words on the screen saying... Uh, not quite yet. Okay. Almost. So they're making their way through the jungle. They have to hide from a Dalek that rolls past, which surprises them because they thought the Daleks had left the planet. Yeah. They decide to follow it and, you know, like secretly and stuff. And it leads them to the entrance to a super-secret underground Dalek base in a mountain. Awesome. I'm just going to assume that the entrance is shaped like a skull. You don't have to tell <laughs> me if it is or not. I'm just going to picture it that way anyway. Nice. They start to put together that the council representatives have all left now. The doctor's nowhere to be seen. It's basically up to the two of them to stop things or Earth's going to be invaded. Yep. And just then, Mavic Chen says, Certainly! Thanks to you! <laughs> Man, this guy. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, my, my, I retract my rip, Mavic Chen. <laughs> and um, I, I think now is time for him to, to be 
to get ripped. You can, but you're dead. Not yet, my innocent one. Though I'm delighted my pyrotechnical display impressed you. No, I am alive. And soon shall be master of the universe. Yeah, I, uh, alright, as much as this guy is a jerk and a villain, I like his style. <laughs> yeah, he does have good style. <laughs> he pulls a gun on Stara Kingler and forces them to lead the way down into the Dalek base. And as they head into it, the words, next episode, destruction of time appear on screen. Nice. Well, sounds like old Billy Hartnell got a day off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't look into specifically why, but yeah, I think he's probably on on holiday that week. All righty. Good for him. I know he's sort of an elderly gentleman. Yeah. And of course, we know he was not in the best of health, so I'm glad he got a day off to rest. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Always like the Dalek Master Plan Club. Um, Mavic Chen, if we uh, choose to overlook the egregious yellow face that's going on, um, he's sort of an over-the-top pulpy villain, so kind of enjoy at least that part of his character and um mm-hmm. yeah who who doesn't like a good secret evil base and yeah the the guy who plays Mavic Chen I think his name is Kevin Stoney if I remember right and you know again aside from the the yellow facedness of his performance he does a good job he really sells like the over the top villainness of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well cool um, this time for real, this time it seems like we're heading into a grand finale. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I mean, I think we can trust our math. I think this next one's going to be the last one. The Death of Time sounds fantastic. Yeah, destruction. I'm looking forward to it. No, you're but right. Uh, okay. Still sounds fantastic. Yes, love it. Um, do you have any other notes for our listeners? Um, no, I think that's it. Cool. In that case, we would like to thank Circuit23 for the music that he composed for us. Um, You can find his album Mens Firmus on Bandcamp, and you can find his other music on SoundCloud. See our show notes for links. And you can email him at circuit.23 at gmail.com to tell him how much you love the songs that the music that he made for us. Thank you, Kyle, for watching Doctor Who and telling me all about it. And thank you, Benny, for listening to me talk all about Doctor Who. And thank you, listeners, for listening to me listen to Kyle talk about Doctor Who. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to email us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review and tell your friends. Yes, and uh, we... we Obviously, as you can tell, we love getting reviews. Um, It helps the algorithm if you leave them on 
Apple Podcasts, but if you try to hide them on obscure podcast sites, we might find those as well, and we're <laughs> grateful for those. Um, and we're grateful for all all feedback, whether that's on email, whether that's reviews. If you want to reach out to us on the socials, um, much appreciated. Much appreciated. Indeed. All right. Well, in uh, two weeks, we will see you uh, for the destruction of time. Yeah, with a title like that, maybe it's going to be the last episode. Well, um, we'll find out next time <laughs> on The Doctor's Watcher. <laughs> Bye! Galactic Council, I call for a sense of motion.